Welcome back, everyone. It is episode 35 of the Golden Gold Podcast. It is Wednesday, February 12th. It's a nice snowy evening here in the Chicago area. Uh, we are back with some more footy news um, and content for you. Javi, how are you on this evening? I'm doing swell. I'm doing really good, man. Uh, yeah, like you said, it's snowing. Of course, after uh, <laughs> all the, every year, it's been. I feel like it's been like that for the past two years or two, three years, honestly. Like after, doesn't snow during Christmas at all, and then after February Christmas, just shits on us. Just comes in like a fucking shitstorm, and it's like about the time where you want like warm weather, and it's just like, come on, man. Like this should have happened like two, three months ago. You know? Yeah, I agree. But uh, nonetheless, we've got some we've got some content to talk about here. Uh, we had one Premier League game get postponed this weekend: City versus West Ham. Um, all the West Ham uh, fan base, I'm sure, is very grateful. Um, <laughs> even though it will get rescheduled for, I believe, next week, a week from today or something. I don't like even that. know how they're gonna reschedule that with all these fucking games going. They <laughs> already. Know. I think it's. I think it's the nineteenth. Oh, was it the nineteenth? I think the nineteenth oh, okay. Wednesday they they rescheduled it for, uh, but we did ha- we did have a few other ones that we want to recap really quick. Um, the one that we highlighted going into the weekend from the Premier League was that Sheffield Bournemouth game. Sheffield two one in that one, and they put the pressure on top four. Yeah, they did. Um, Believe it or not, I don't know how many points. Are they off from top They're four? They're two now? points off Chelsea, but Chelsea have that game in hand. Okay, they play Man U though, so that could get, honestly that game could go either way for any yeah. team. So Sheffield's they holy shit! Like I don't even know. I don't know if you saw this. It was on Bleacher Report. There was a. Uh, it was pretty much like a chart showing like the odds from the beginning of the season that Sheffield would get top four to like now, and like I mean, it was it, it was exactly like how Leicester was that one year yeah. when they were gonna win. It was like really ridiculous odds. And now it's just like it could actually become a thing. And Sheffield, man, they're just clicking along. Unreal, man. Uh, like you said, like we said in the last podcast, they they had a system and they've just been following that system. And like and like you said also, um, if they were gonna fall off, I feel like they would have fallen off already. Mm-hmm. You know. And now they're in this stretch of games that we talked about, where they're playing bottom feeder teams. And if Chelsea drop a couple points in the next couple weeks, we could see. Potentially see Sheffield take over that uh that fourth yeah. spot, which that fourth through seventh spot um is really the last uh, story of the season. Really, the only thing left to really pay attention yeah. to. I think the most exciting thing that could happen for the league is if Sheffield gets fourth. I agree because I mean it's obviously done and dusted. Um, there's eight points between Leicester and Chelsea, the third and fourth spot. So those one, two, and three aren't gonna, probably going to be yeah. changing. Um. But Sheffield, two goals, they finally get more than a goal uh, in this game. Yeah, yeah. Bournemouth stay two points off the relegation zone. Ultimately, I think they're going to be fine, but this was a game they could have gotten a point from, and I think they had the lead in this game initially as well, so uh, they're going to feel like they they botched a couple points for sure. Yeah, definitely. And then I want to talk Everton for a second because – Let's let's uh, rewind to where Everton were early in the season. Yeah, dead last, or way at the bottom. I think Watford was maybe the only team that was behind them. Mm-hmm. Um, they bring in Ancelotti, and given how bad, 
Spurs, United, Chelsea, uh, Arsenal have been. Everton are now in seventh place. I know, and they were they were, were they in, they were in the relegation zone. Weren't they, they were second to last. Second to or, last, right? Uh, when the when Marco Silva got canned, I believe they were second to last. I think maybe seventeenth at the highest. I mean, dude, they were fucking doing bad. But this is this is the thing with this league this year. Everyone's been shit, besides the top two teams, maybe in the Premier League, maybe top three. Yeah. Um, everyone, <laughs> everyone else has been really fucking shit, and uh, like like you said, well, look at Wofford too. I mean, you know what I'm so with mm-hmm. Wofford too. Like everyone's been doing so bad that you can't really determine where um, fourth through like fifth, maybe even like fourth through like twelfth, maybe like where yeah. everyone's gonna end up. Uh, and if you can get a good, uh, good, uh, good string of games going on, good some get some dubs in those shoots uh, you right up games, to shoots the top right half up. of the table. And uh, Everton now they're looking like they're settling in pretty well with Ancelotti. But I always had a feeling maybe they would turn things around with him and co- uh, with him in charge. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, because we say time and time again that you know they have a good team, they have a good eleven, they've got a little bit of depth. And it's just a matter of playing the right style of play, getting the tactics right. And I think Ancelotti's definitely done that, and. We're really gonna see what they're made of now that they've found a run of form. They haven't, they haven't lost in five games, um, coming off back-to-back wins, and they had a tie against Newcastle and West Ham, and then a win against Brighton. Uh, but their next four are Arsenal away, United at home, Chelsea away, and then Merseyside derby yes. at home to Liverpool. Yeah, so we'll see. They could easily drop back down the. <laughs> and then they've got kind of like a little bit of a breather game with Norwich, but then they have Leicester. And Spurs. So their next, like, eight games are pretty tough. Are tough. So we'll see. So, they, I mean, yeah, they could easily go from seventh to relegation. Back to, zone. <laughs> back <laughs> to where they were. <laughs> if they yeah, don't so, things around. Um, this seventh place standing might be short-lived, um, but they're definitely showing a lot, a lot more than what they <laughs> what they were at the beginning. <laughs> uh, Richarlison and um, Calvert-Lewin really leading the line there. Mm-hmm. Um I'm a big Lucas Digne fan. I liked him when he was at Roma. I think he's a really good left back. Um, if they could hang on to him and some of their core play, core pieces yeah. and kind of build around them, mm-hmm. I think they could look, or at least they should, under Ancelotti, look a lot better in the next year or so. No, definitely. I agree. I agree. Um, and then what was the other game? Let's see. Premier League? Premier League, Watford, Brighton. Not a whole lot yeah. to say about that one. Watford with the lead, they end up give, giving up a goal off an own goal um, late on, so they'll probably feel like they dropped some points as well. Um, so that was kind of a relegation battle game. Watford kind of getting back to reality after that string of games. Uh, what do you think? Do you think they stay up? Uh, I don't know, man. I How many games we have left in the season? Sorry, We have... 12, I believe. It's 38, some, yeah. some teams yeah, have 13. Yeah, Wofford has 12 games left. Let me look at their uh, let me look at their ga- upcoming games. They have uh, United next, Liverpool, Crystal Palace, Leicester, Burnley, Southampton, Chelsea. So, I mean, besides maybe like, I mean, Man U, I mean, I don't even know what that one, but Liverpool. So, they have some hard games coming up. Um, it's just a matter of whether they can really seal the deal, but... I I it, I think it's gonna be a close one, Lee. I think it's gonna come down to the end of the season for Watford. Yeah, next to United and Liverpool, but then they get Crystal Palace. Who I forgot to talk about Crystal Palace really quick in that Everton game. 
Crystal Palace not too long ago was up there, like where Everton is, seventh, eighth, ninth place. They dropped, and out. they their true colors have shown. I look at their, they have not won a game since December twenty sixth. So they have not won in the year. In twenty 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 has been rough for them. And before that West Ham game, they hadn't won since beginning of December. So since December seventh, or since December third, they've only won one league game. Got a lot of ties in there, trickled about. They have the tie against City. They have a tie against uh, Arsenal as well. But 23 goals in 26 games. Yeah, that's not that good. That's And they have what I've heard the oldest roster, average age roster in the league yeah, by like I, a I mean, landslide. If anyone, I'm going to be honest, if anyone deserves to get relegated, it's Crystal Palace, to be yeah. honest with you. I think, uh, I don't mean to be like mean. I'm sure there's, I mean, faithful Crystal Palace fans out there, but they just don't really bring anything to the table. You know what I'm saying? At least, like, I'll tell you this. At least with, like, Wofford, they have some, like, interesting players. With, like, De La Feu, uh, Dracure, um, Troy, Troy Dini. Yeah, Troy Dini. Um, they have some interesting players. And even Brighton has been playing, like, pretty deep. You know what I'm saying? Brighton, who you don't yeah. think that's, like, you know, anything special. At least they're playing pretty well in Bournemouth as well. Like, they have pretty fun players to watch. Crystal Palace, though, Lee. Crystal oh Palace. Like, I mean, I, f- I feel bad for Zaha. Yeah, I think I think he. I I mean, I think this summer he leaves. I don't and think this there. is a guy who's 27, going to be 28 in November. Should be playing at a bigger club. Deserves to be playing at a bigger club. He, he what can he do there? He has no nothing, creative pieces around nothing. him. He's on an island when he's on the wing, basically. Um, and the only other player that is intriguing on this team is. Um, Van Anholt. I like Van Anholt as the left back. Um, and Andros Townsend has had moments, but he's so up and down. Um, Milivojevic scores all his goals from penalties. Christian Benteke scores once a year. It's yeah. like, he actually scored this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, But I don't even remember the last time he scored prior to this. And they have, um, I don't know if you recognize this player. You know Max Mayer? He used to be a good player. He was supposed to be a good player, and he came. From He's only twenty four. He came from Sh- uh, from Schalke, and I don't know. I want to tell you this, Lee, because back in like, this is kind of funny that we were talking about Crystal Palace because I remember I remember seeing him on Crystal Palace's squad, and I remember playing with him in FIFA like three years ago, and he yeah. was supposed to be like. He was always like one of those players that you put on that you buy in your team because he's got a lot of potential and you grow him, mm-hmm. and he ended up at Crystal Palace, and I'm just like. What's going on here? And if you look at his stats, he he has like 16 appearances or starts or whatever, and he yeah, doesn't have any doesn't have a goal. games, no goals, no assists. Damn, that's crazy. I had no idea he was 24. I thought he was at least 28. <clears throat> no, he's 24. He's young. God, wow. God knows why he left Schalke to go to Crystal Palace, but I don't know. That was that was probably another player that was brought in, and like no one was brought in around him mm. to like support him basically yeah. and he just he's kind of like uh who are we talking about the other day that doesn't fit the system that they're of the team they play in oh uh, fuck i can't think of who it was now what team are we talking about um, i don't I, 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 I faintly remember it yeah. i just can't remember who you're talking about but i know he, what you're saying though he's he's another guy that doesn't fit this system because they don't have the players around them to i mean they're like a burnley succeed. they're like a burnley yeah maybe even worse because they don't even they don't even get wins. they have less they have the least goals in the premier league yeah so there you go least creativity on that squad and i i can guarantee you that zaha is probably gonna dip Oh. Yeah. And maybe even Max Mayer, if I were him too, man. I mean, he's still young. Maybe he, yeah. maybe he should go somewhere else. This team, 
I mean, bro, it's like Crystal Palace is the equivalent of like someone who's like maybe like a hundred years old, like an a hundred year old man just smokes a pack of cigs a day. Like you just know, like maybe their time's coming, man. Like they're just like they're right. they're on their last they're on their last couple couple <laughs> couple lives left. So um, I don't know. Yeah, they're they're just really boring to watch. Um, real quick, back to Wofford. Also, I wanted to know your thoughts on Trocure. I think he's. Uh, you think he deserves to go to like a maybe you know, a better team? You know, we were just talking about like the only little bright spots on Crystal Palace. I would say he's one of the bright spots on on Watford. In addition to De La Feu, um, Watford has more than yeah Crystal yeah. Palace does. But um, he he's definitely someone I'd put in that category. I would say if if Watford goes down, he's immediately snatched up in the transfer window. And they could probably sell him for definitely a good amount of money. Um, how old is he anyway? He's 25, 24. 27, it oh, says. Oh, Four 27. goals. I know he had a lot of goals last year as well, so he kind of bangs in quite a few goals for a, yeah, a, a deep-lying midfielder. Um, but I, I value him. I mean, I think he's good. Um, I, I have no doubt that he would go somewhere else, get snatched up by someone in the Premier League, probably lower half of the table Premier League team for next season if Watford goes down. Um, but guys on Watford like Pereira have just disappeared. Yeah, yeah. Um, this Ismail Assar guy has been underwhelming. It's basically De La Feu and Dini leading that line. Everything else is, everyone else yeah. is up and down, and then, Decore in the mid, and then their back line is, is what no, it is. Yeah, and they don't have really, they don't have a lot going for them. Um, who else is uh, West Ham's in the in the relegation zone right now as well? Um, yeah, I mean, we had our gripe about yeah. West Ham the other week. Um, I think I think Aston Villa is ultimately going to go down along with Norwich and um, maybe Brighton, maybe West Ham. I think Bournemouth have enough to stay up. I think West Ham have enough to stay up, but I, the team I would like to see go down is Crystal Palace. Yeah, I agree. I I I can't believe they're I can't believe they're six points off relegation. And, and I've <laughs> wanted, even though they're going to be fine, most likely again is Burnley. I've been wanting Burnley to go down for so long. They contribute no type of style to the league whatsoever. They're the most boring team to watch. Yeah, they're like they're like a Huddersfield. They've always. They're like a Huddersfield who somehow stays up every year. Yeah, they are. And credit to Sean Deitch for that, but it's like they contribute nothing. They've had the same like core group of guys that've been around for a while, and like like Ben Mee is probably good enough to be somewhere else, but he's just kind of like stuck there, playing the same boring ass style, scoring off set pieces and bunkering in. But yeah, I've been saying that for a while that I've when mine of Burnley went down. But then the one year they did go down, they somehow came right back up. They came in first place, despite how fucking boring of a team they are to watch. So I, I don't know. I don't know. It's um I'm interested to see which one of these which one of these teams that get relegated could become the next Sunderland. You know? Could it be that bad for any of these teams? Because uh, you've seen that from Sunderland, right? Yeah. Sunderland was a team we were talking about um you were telling me about their uh Docu series that they yeah, had to yeah. season two. The season one was exceptional. I'm hearing season two will be out in a couple weeks. Yeah. Uh in early March. So that'll be something yeah. to look at. The only team 
that I could see maybe being a Sunderland is Bournemouth. Just because if they go down, they have so little money as it is that they could be the most vulnerable to totally collapse. And they have good enough players like Ryan Frazier, Callum Wilson. Um, Josh, Harry Wilson's going to go King. back to uh, to Liverpool, I think, yeah. after his loan. They have enough players that can get taken from them to where they'll be left with nothing and maybe not yeah. enough money to re- really yeah. build a good squad yeah. around for the championship season. Yeah, I was going to say them or if Crystal Palace ever gets relegated too. I was going to yeah. say one of, one of those two guys. Because you have to think, Bournemouth play in a 10,000-seat stadium. Yeah, you're right. Not, a, not It's not big at all. No, and I know they have like future plans to expand that, but if they don't stay up. They're not going to have the money to do it. No, yeah. And they don't spend much as it is. Um, but that would be the only team that I think that that could happen to. Yeah. Wigan was like that too. Remember fucking Wigan? <laughs> I remember Wigan. Wigan had back-to-back relegations. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but then going into the weekend, um, the Chelsea United game is going to be on Monday. Um, and then Leicester Wolves will be a good one. That is actually Friday. Uh, so in terms of Saturday and Sunday, nothing crazy to look forward to, I'm being mm. honest. No. Uh, but speaking of Chelsea, we could have I could have waited this for the, for the extra touches at the end, but um, since we're talking about Chelsea and they got a game coming up, I read today, you know who they're going to sign. They have Ooh. an oral agreement for we were just talking about him yesterday. Hakeem Zayek. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I heard they have like a 40 million, 40 some million bid in for him. Yeah, it's interesting because they already have wingers. So. Yeah, but like Williams probably on his yeah, way Williams out. Yeah, Williams on his way out. Pedro is. Pedro, yeah, actually, out. you're right. Yeah. So William and Pedro are old, and Adoy has been pretty underwhelming. So. Mm-hmm. Pulse has just probably been their, their brightest. Winger. Yeah, and Mason Mount's not really a winger. winger. Yeah, so you're right. So yeah, that makes that makes sense. I would want him at United to be honest with you. I'm surprised no one snatched them up already. Let's I mean, let's acknowledge that if that is the agreed fee, forty some million, that's I, a steal. I think that's a bargain. That is And a he's twenty six. He's still young. He's yeah. still got a lot of life in him. Um yeah, he's a good ass player. I, I like I've always liked him. I was I mean, even this past summer I was like totally shocked that no one no one bought him. Because everyone in that Ajax team, you know, was being bought left and right, and then Zayas just ended up staying there. And I was like, "This is interesting. No one really, no one's looking for him." Yeah. Kind of like how almost at the same time, he would. This is another like Bruno too. I'm surprised no one snatched him up last summer because I yeah. thought he was good enough too. I thought we were. I mean, and when the deal with United fell through, well, like I'm surprised no one was like next man. No up. one was next man up. So like, there's always there's always some gems in there that you don't really um, that you can always snatch up. But Zayas for forty mil would be. That'd be a bargain, bro. I mean, yeah, I agree. Uh, do you got any thoughts on this upcoming Chelsea United game? Uh, f- I mean, I think, I think they were saying McTominay may be back, but to be honest with you, they shouldn't. They shouldn't rush him back at all. I think it's just that out. Pugba, Pugba. Uh, apparently now he's gonna be back in March. It's always. I feel like there's always like in another week. In another week he'll be back yeah. and. That dude is just getting ready. He he just wants to play out the last. Whenever he decides to get on the plane and fly yeah. back, that's when he'll be back. He, he only the only he, he just wants to get on so he can play for the last like month and a half of the Premier League so he can get ready for the Euros and then he can get the fuck out of United. But, um, I don't know. I I mean, both of these teams are up and down. It's at Stamford Bridge, but that doesn't really mean a lot to me just because Chelsea's really vulnerable on defense. Um, 
United, what's United's mid right now? I mean, even though they have Bruno, um, no one else can really play that like eight number six role right now. So I feel like they're gonna move him back kind of more again. So they're not gonna really use him to his like full benefits. Um, so this game could either could go either way to be honest with you. Um, but if United, I'll tell you this right now: if United lose this game, their top their chances of top four are out the window. Because if they say they go in and win this game... They're only three points behind Chelsea. Three points behind, yeah. They lose, that turns into nine. So, I, I there's if they... United needs to come into this, like, all or nothing. Because if they if they don't... If they lose, tie, maybe Chelsea could fuck up some games. But if they lose, it's over. I mean, they should focus on the Europa League. And what makes things worse, Wolves play Leicester. If Wolves can get a result against Leicester, Wolves jump, you guys. So right. then there's now a three point gap between eighth and what you'd be nine. Yeah, so yeah, so these next stream of games string of games for United are very important. Very important. Um and with rumors of Poch wanting to come back to the Premier League, he's he like um there's like an interview I was kinda reading this. There's an interview where he said he wants to come back. And I'm thinking, you know, what other team would he come back to? Man City, Pep isn't going anywhere. Liverpool, Klopp isn't going anywhere. Um, Leicester, Brennan Vara, Brennan Rogers isn't going anywhere. Um, Chelsea, Lampard's not going to go anywhere. Uh, Tottenham, he coached at Tottenham. Everton, Ancelotti. I mean, the only other pe- the only other team you can yeah. really think about is United. And if I'm Ole, uh, man, this is this is an important next two like three months for him because if he if he I mean if he qualifies for Champions League, I think the I mean he'll keep his job. If he gets Europa, probably keep his job. But if he gets like, like ninth or tenth, which is a possibility right now with how close everything is, I mean, I I feel like you gotta sack him. There's nothing else you can do. I think even if he gets Europa League, they should sack him. I think so. I think so too. Because no, don't get me wrong. If if you if he gets Europa League and they keep him, that's just like so low ambition. Oh yeah, I that agree. That just shows that, that shows such shit ambition. I agree. I agree. I think they should sack him anyways if they get fourth. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest with you, yeah. I I think they should sack him because. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I was I was having discussions with my with my buddies about this um, through text message because I work because I have nothing else to do. <laughs> no <laughs> jokes, jokes. Um, but no, we like we were talking about this and we were saying how I was like I was stating how important it is to have like a system um, before you like bring in players. And what I mean, I mean obviously the quality of players is is very important, right? That you bring in, but I think it's just as important to have the right coach and right system to bring in the type of players you want. And with Ole, like, I just feel like there's really, you don't really there's know. There's not a system. There's no system. So you can get all the great players you want in the world. I mean, you can even bring Messi right now. And to be honest, like, I don't really think he'd do much <laughs> in this team because there's no there's no system. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, you'll win some games. You know, obviously you'll win games. But I think, like, to like to have, like, a, the longevity of, of Liverpool and the success of like a Liverpool squad or Man City squad that they had, you gotta have like the right system, you know, yeah. and structure to be able to do that. And, and right now, there's none. There's none of that. Especially, especially when they play inferior clubs. It's, yeah, exactly. Because they exactly. have a little bit of a style when they play like a City or a Liverpool, where they know like they're inferior and they just have to play counterattacking. But when they play inferior teams like the Newcastles and the North Cities and those guys of the world. They don't know what to do. They're yeah. just kind of moving the ball around and see what happens, so kind yeah. of thing. And you're right. They don't have a style. And 
kind of just relying. You should have a yeah. style before you go, yeah. before you go out and find uh, players yeah. because, and, and that's why, and that's why they have all this dead weight in this team. Oh yeah, I mean you still got Phil Jones. Yeah, <laughs> Phil Jones. I mean you still got Phil Jones, Jesse Lingard, Jesse Lingard, Pereira. Like you just have all Amata. You just have a lot of these players that are. Let's be honest, man. Not good enough, and we've talked about it in the past. How, you know what, Liverpool, you know what Liverpool did? They brought in, you know, when they brought in Carius and all these other players, and they didn't work out. They just got rid of them. In and out, you know what I'm saying? You're right, right. So, um, I, it's uh, I mean, it's an important. It's it's gonna be an important next three months for for Man United, and um, if I'm Woodward right now, I'm sweating, bro. I'm sweating because like I. I'm starting to I'm starting to see that the fans are actually having an awfully and it's and you saw it too when we talked about how uh how fans kinda like set off fireworks at Woodward's house and like in, yeah, it's in England. Disgusting. Like, it, it, no, yeah, I'm not i I'm not saying that was like right or anything, like but like at the same time at the back of your head, you know, um I'm you know, again, I'm not condoning this at all. I'm just saying can you blame a lot of fans that are passionate about it? Like they're getting fed up with seven years of Woodward every year being like uh you know, we're rebuilding, we're doing this, like people are just People don't care anymore what what the, he has to say or what United uh, the board has to say. Right, they just want to see action now. Not uh, not, they don't just want words. So, um, big summer coming ahead, man. If they don't do anything, I, I'm I, if I'm Woodward, man, I'm flying back to the U.S. over there, man. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't stay in England. So, yeah. And uh, I mean, now you've got teams like uh, Leicester, like Leicester, who are really building yeah, towards Wolves. something, and even Wolves. Um, and now United, you United's kind of in the category uh, that Arsenal's in and are they going to, it's, it's, it's either going to time to stop the the decline, the downward spiral. It's going to keep going. Or it's going to keep going. Yeah. And you're going to become a Liverpool table team. Could become like Liverpool, how they went like what, 25 years without winning the league or something like that. It's going to take maybe like longer than that, longer than that, bro. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. So, but uh, speaking of Wolves, Leicester, that's that's an intriguing matchup this weekend or, or Friday, I should say. Leicester kind of dropped in form, so I could definitely see Wolves pick up a win oh, or yeah. at least a tie in this oh, yeah. game. Yeah. Um, Leicester leaking goals now. They they hadn't leaked goals all year up until about a couple weeks ago. Well, we're starting to see the Johnny Evans of United coming starting to show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, but. Big hindrance for them is they have no depth. Those guys are playing every single game every week. Yeah. Um, so that hasn't helped. Um, but I think that'll do it for the Premier League. Um, and then we, our games to watch for the weekend going into this weekend was um, the Milan Derby, should get to in a second. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we'll start with Bayern Leipzig, which yeah. I actually got to see the second half of this game. And even though it ended 0 0. This is an up and down, wide open game. And before we get into the game, I want to point out a very interesting little tidbit from this game. Alfonso Davies, Tyler Adams, and fucking Angelino played in this game. All guys who played in MLS. Angelino oh, played for New York City for like a year and a half. Oh, yeah, Angelino. I forgot Angelino was on loan to Leipzig. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And now he's yeah now he's at loan from on loan from City at Leipzig, and I just thought that was so cool um, because you can shit on MLS all you want, but then you see a game like this and you see three guys featured from MLS all young, uh, mainly Tyler Adams and Alfonso Davies, um, whose transfer values have skyrocketed in the last year, yeah, two years, 
And now I'm hearing Alfonso Davies' transfer value, if he were to go somewhere for Bayern, $45 million. How much did they get him for? I don't even... Like $7 million at the most. Fucking I don't remember the number. Cheap. He needs, he needs, but he's, a, he's a real deal. I think he he's is a real, real deal. deal. And he's 19. Tyler Adams, I think, is also 19. And they are they he had to he had to Tyler Adams had to mark it, mark him on that side. They are on the same yeah. side together. And I thought that was really cool. Nice little nice little ode to uh MLS and where how it's grown and what it's become. Yeah. Shout out to uh, Bundesliga too for growing these types of play. I think yeah. I think I like Bundesliga is becoming the place where if you're American, if you're like from the MLS, American or anyone, I mean, obviously anyone, but anyone that's like super young, like it's a very appealing league, mm-hmm. um, because you know if you go there, you're gonna grow into a fantastic player. So yeah, I agree. Yeah, I definitely want to point that out. Um, both teams looked really good. Uh, Leipzig, who we said were kind of dropped in form a little bit, looked really good defensively, really solid. Timo Werner actually had a chance to fucking yeah. Win. I, heard, I heard he I heard he fucked it up. Yeah, uh, and Kunku, who is actually also kind of a nice talent. Yeah. Uh, played him basically set him up for a sitter, and I think nine times out of ten he finishes it, and that was the one the out of one ten time times. times he didn't make it. Um, <laughs> but a guy who no one really talks about, uh, especially with the German national team's recent form, uh, this guy Klosterman from yeah, Leipzig. I yeah. don't know if you've seen him play much at all. Uh, he's twenty three, big lad, six two. Yeah, uh, can play that like right center back role or as a yeah. as a wing back. I found him on my uh, two years ago on my FIFA career team, so I found him before anyone else did. Just oh, yeah? just a heads up, I knew about Based. him. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah no, he's a good guy though. Good player. This guy's a fucking clean defender. Yeah, um, he's only 23. Um, came through Grutherfirth <laughs> and Bochum. <laughs> yeah, say it. yeah. And he's actually been at Leipzig since 2014. Yeah. Um, he's played for basically all the German inter, uh, youth level, under 21, under 23. Um, and I think he's got some caps for the senior team as well. But I was really impressed with him in this game. Yeah. I, and um, uh, also Ubacamo. Ubacamo. Um, I actually read today Ubacamo has declined to sign a, a contract extension. Um, and I hear uh, Barca is lurking and um, some Premier League clubs. Un- unidentified Premier League clubs. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, he's a good talent as well. Twenty-one, France. Yeah. Could France be. just bangs out those yeah. those young kids, he, man. He could be France's new uh, center back coming up, like for the future. One for yeah. the future, for sure. I think he could be miles better than Umtiti. Yeah, Umtiti's been uh, has he's had a lot of injuries, so I think uh, who's who's France's main center backs right now? Varane and uh, is it Laporte? Laporte's French, right? Yeah, no. he was not the World Cup though. Uh, I know Pavard can was play it Umtiti? center back. I think it was Umtiti was in the was in. Yeah, I think it was Umtiti and uh, Varane. But but Pavard can play in the center. But he's been playing a lot on the right as well. He's a bit taller, six foot one. Um, and then also, I don't think this guy gets enough credit because of his nationality, and we don't see him on the world stage. But David Alaba, people forget how fucking good yeah. David Alaba is. Yeah. He's playing as a center back, an undersized center back at five foot eleven. He's twenty seven, 
can play left back, can play center mid, can pretty much play any position Winger. on the field. He, I think he plays. I think he's played. I've seen him play striker for Austria. Austria. Yeah, <laughs> probably. For, to be honest with you, um, I know in FIFA he can hit a mean free kick. Oh so yeah. So dude can take set pieces. Yeah. He's so calm on the ball, and he can get fucking stuck in. Oh yeah. And I just wanted to give him a shout out because I don't think he gets enough of it. Because since he's Austrian and we don't really see him at, you know, the Euros and the yeah. uh, World Cup ever because yeah. Austria's, you know. And he plays such a low-key role, too. It's not like he's, you know, a center mid or a forward or anything, but he, he I think he's, because <clears throat> his natural position is left back, I think. I think he's arguably one of the one of the best left backs. Definitely, pro- <coughs> definitely top three most versatile players in the world. Yeah. And 27 years old, in his prime. So showing no signs of slowing, uh, but those two guys, him, him and uh, Klosterman, really stuck out to me in this game. And actually, Angelino had a pretty good game, considering how bad he's been for City this year prior to going on loan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Angelino, man, uh, what a, what a guy, what a guy. Um, and uh, yeah, obviously Bayern had most of the possession, but not a lot of shots on frame. Leipzig defended well, and they keep it close. Gladbach have a game in hand, so this could t- essentially be another one-point title race. Yeah, man, this would be good. Um, I was going to say maybe Dortmund too, but I don't know. Yeah. Dortmund's, Dortmund's Dortmund made us look like experts this weekend. By I the was, way, yeah, we were. We, I was. We were talking. Let's actually talk about that game because that was another big game. I think yeah. too. They um, four three against uh, Lever. They lost to Leverkusen four three. And we were just saying how. Their back line in the last episode, how bad their back line have been, and how they're prone to give up two, three, four I'm, goals a game. I mean, uh, well, I don't even know. Let's um, well, let's first let's talk about Jean's fucking goal. I don't know if you saw. Yeah, that's that. my golden goal of the weekend. Yeah, that was actually mine too. So we'll we'll just leave that. We'll just leave it. I I mean, honestly, nothing beats that goal. So yeah. that was a freaking God. debut. He put for some Dortmund, I believe. He put some fucking hot sauce on that ball, bro. That was that was that was a nice. He made it look really effortless goal. too. He I th- he hit it like with was it the inside of his foot? I don't I know. know. He like yeah. curled it, dude, from like forty yards out. Um, but anyways, uh, Hummels who scored first? Volan scored first. Hummel scored. Then Jean scored that fucking beaut. And then from there, bro. Like with with Dortmund now, like every time they get ahead, like I I don't even hold. I know that the other team's gonna gonna nick some goals back, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean I know Bayern Lever Bayern Leverkusen is a good team, but to get scored on four times, that yeah. good dude, I don't know, and um, I mean I have a lot of praise for Dortmund's um attack, but defensively, Lee, oh my God, are they atrocious? Are they atrocious? I mean, they had a Kanji playing right back. He's not yeah. a right back. Yeah, I mean. <sighs> There's such a liability in the back, Lee. It's unbelievable. Don Axel Zagadu, we we mentioned it <laughs> when you and I the other day. Uh, 4.9 pop mob. Yeah, I know he had a terrible, terrible. Witzel played. I Witzel played bad too. Um, he has a pretty bad rate. 4.5 rating. Um, Yikes. I mean, I mean, and they have, with all the talent they have, why is Hakimi playing as a right winger instead of playing his natural right back? I mean, surely they have enough talent to to field two wingers. They have Thorgan Hazard on the bench. Yeah, they have Goetze. Julian Brandt can play on the wing. They have enough guys who can play on the wing. Yeah. I know Royce was out in this game. Um, but they have enough talent to where they should not have to have 
four defenders and then Hakimi playing as the right <laughs> midfielder. I mean, yeah. They... Um, but, I mean, Leverkusen's a good team. They're another one of those teams that have some good, um, probably coveted talent. Um, I know the Sink Graven kid is good. A lot of kid who played left yeah. back. Leon Bailey. Kai Hyverts. Yeah. Leon. Kevin Vollen is a pretty underrated striker. Mm. And uh Bellarabi and Lars Bender. Yeah. Leon Bailey. Leon Bailey off the bench. Yeah, they got a they had a good quite team. Quite a bit of talent. They got a good team. Um I, Jonathan Ta, I guess, is a pretty solid center back as well. I don't really know a lot about him, but uh He's a big old dude. He's a big he's a, yeah, he's a big daddy. Um but yeah, I mean Dorman man, I just don't after watching this game, Lee, I think PSG are gonna smack them. To be honest with you, like I mean, yeah. not, not in the off. I think, I mean, I don't think they're ready for I don't, PSG. I don't think they're ready for PSG. I mean, Lee, if that defense let up four goals against Leverkusen, imagine Neymar, Acardi, Cavani, and Mbappe. <laughs> Di Maria, Di Maria is a cam. Yeah. Oh man, dude, they better. I mean, Lee, they should probably play with seven in the back. Like I don't under like. Dorman's in trouble defensively for sure. Yeah, they ain't fucking ready. Um, and then going to Serie A real quick. Let's bring out Serie A. Uh, Milan Derby, AC Milan go two zero up. They blow it. Inter come back, win four two, and Inter Milan are now at the top of the table on goal difference, but fifty four points, only one loss on the year. Juve tied with them, and then Lazio right there, 53. So we still have a title race. I know we said going into this weekend, both of the gaps could widen this weekend, but instead they tightened. Here we go, dude. This is what we've been waiting for. Titles a nun up there. A three-man race in Serie A. That's what I've been hoping for for a while. Yes, yes. That Inter, I mean, Inter almost fucked that up, though, Lee. And, like, this is... Let's. I know Inter's in first right now, but I I watched some highlights of this game. I didn't watch the full game. Um. I feel like Inter should have put Milan away, like on paper, with how bad Milan has been doing, and them having to rely on a thirty-eight-year-old Zlatan Ibrahimovic to pick him up. Like you think this would be like you know, I mean I know it's a derby and I know like you know shit happens, but dude, this Milan team is dreadful. And which one? AC Milan or AC Milan? I, when I go Milan, I, sorry. When I say Milan, I mean uh, okay. I, I, Inter. I say Inter Milan. Okay. I mean AC Milan. But this AC Milan team is fucking dreadful. And Inter, for Inter, this should have been a fucking a fucking cakewalk. I mean, this should have been easy. Um, but they struggled a little bit, and AC Milan kind of exposed them, which kind of uh, which kind of makes you question whether maybe can Inter you know hold on for another twelve games in the season, or will Juve just be able to you know continue to do what Juve do and withstand um, throughout the season. I don't yeah, really know. Yeah, but I'm not all in on Juve either. I mean, no, neither lose, am I, no. They lose to Verona. Verona's in sixth place now, quietly. Um, but, yeah, I'm not all in on Juve. Um, I have more faith in Inter um, under their – under um, – Conte. Conte than I do under uh, Juve under Sari. And Inter, I believe, got knocked out of – Champions League too, so they don't have that shit to worry about yeah. either. Mm. Um, True, but I mean it's a derby, so I'm not surprised that there were a lot of goals in this game. Um, <laughs> your boy Alexis Sanchez <laughs> got an assist and a start, a rare start for Alexis Sanchez. All three of your washups started in this game. Actually, Young, Lukaku, and Alexis Sanchez. Alexis coming back to Man U, baby. Let's go. 
Apparently. Apparently. Um, uh, I don't know if you saw Lukaku. He tweeted out um, after the game. I think this was like a kind of shading Zlatan. He said, there's a new king in town. Ooh. Fucking Lukaku, man. I'll get Zlatan did have a goal and assist. Yeah, he did have a goal and assist. Lukaku's just, you know, doesn't he's not afraid to talk shit. <laughs> no, he's not. Um, but I, it's good to see it's good to see it tied up there in both the Bundesliga yeah. and Syria yeah. for a change. But yeah, uh, yeah, you're right though. That Juve loss to Verona was very um, I just say surpri- it was surprising. Yeah, and it's I mean I I watched some highlights of that game too, and uh, Lee I think Ronaldo's carrying that Juve team right now. To be honest with you. Yeah, and in a Juve. I mean, they have a loss to Napoli, and they have a loss to Lazio. Um, Lazio has their number this year. They beat them in the Coppa Italia, and, or the Super Coppa, I should yeah. say, and uh, and in the, in the league. league, both 3-1. Um, they're a team that can get pushed around, this Juve team, and we've never really seen that in the past. Especially um, in the league. We haven't never seen that. They've in the always league. been that hardened team that just don't give anything. Yeah. But this year has been different. Kalini's been, been injured. The lit's been very... Average. Yeah, yeah, and, and I can see I can see Inter Lazio snatching it this year. I really can. I kind of um, hope it's Lazio. I'd be nice I to see I'm Lazio. I'm a Roma fan, so I can't. I can't. Oh uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Me. But I would like to see Inter do it because Inter not too long ago were where AC Milan is now. Yeah, they Down were really mid table. They were really, really struggling. Um, they picked it up though, they and they really around. picked it up, and here they are. So. That's that's all I gotta say for for Syria. Um, got some extra touches. Uh, we already did our golden goal. Emery Sean's yeah, banger. Yeah, no, no other goal was better than that one. I think that might be goal of the year already, Lee. You think? Twenty twenty. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, Lee. That was a uh, fucking that saucy was a fucking goal. Banger. Um, you got any extras after, uh, off the top of your head? Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what? Since we may have new listeners since we started this, uh, for all of you who are new, our extra touch segment it comes always at the end of our episodes. Um, it's for stuff that we you know we didn't think was um, su- significant enough to do a whole segment on, but just stuff that we thought was funny or interesting um, that we kind of just throw in at the end of the episode. So uh, we hope you guys are, have enjoyed it, the, the people who have been listening since uh, the beginning, the OGs. Uh, but for the new listeners, that's what that's all about. Yeah. Um, I have one, actually. This <laughs> I was scrolling through Bleacher Report, and this reminded me of it. I don't know if you knew, Daily Blinn had like a – Heart muscle inflammation, so he was out for a while. But after being diagnosed with it, uh, three months later, he's uh, he's back on the Ajax's match day squad. So shout out to Daily Blinn, man. Shout out to Daily Blinn, under another underrated player. Yeah, man, and he was a part of that squad, that Ajax squad that went uh, that made it far in the Champions League last year. So I mean, the dude's a he's a versatile player too. I mean, not not as versatile as Alaba. Well, actually, maybe just about in terms of you know he plays left back, center back, and he actually can play center defensive mid too. Yeah. So. Um, he's he's definitely an underrated guy. So shout out to him. So my first one here comes from the Bundesliga. Mm-hmm. Uh, former men's national U.S. men's national team coach uh, Jurgen Klinsmann, um, not too long ago, took over as head coach of Hertha Berlin. Oh yeah, yeah. And here we are, seventy um, some days later. I think seventy six is the official count. Seventy six days later, he has officially resigned as the Hertha Berlin coach. I saw that. Do we know why? Um, her, I'll, I will tell you why. Uh, Hertha Berlin was in relegation, I believe, when he took over X week, X, X number of weeks ago. I think that would be ten weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and they are not too much better off now. They're in 14th out of 18 teams in the Bundesliga, six points off relegation zone. Um, and after 76 days in charge, he has officially resigned. Now, this is a guy who was brought into the nation- U.S. national team to turn the program around. And, um, you know, some people some people really believe that he should not have been canned. And some people, you know, it's kind of 50-50 split, believe that he, he was never going to mm. really turn things around. Um, and I always remember that when he was... When he was fired, there was a ton of excuses that came with the firing. Mm-hmm. Um, and now here we are, uh, fast forward years later, he has basically quit Hertha Berlin, aside that when he took over, I believe he said, oh, like, give me the right players and like I will bring this team back to glory days, like in the top half table, to, mm-hmm. you know, Champions League contender, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they went out, and I believe they spent 80-some million in the January transfer window. January. One month. Who Name another team in the world who has spent that money in the January yeah. transfer window. There isn't one. So they go out, and they spend that money, and in his press conference after he resigns, he's basically, I, I'm paraphrasing, but mm-hmm. he's basically saying that he didn't have like the right tools to succeed. So this is the is basically saying when the going gets tough, I quit. Yeah, he sounds like a little bitch. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I I mean, Clinton. There's no really way to sugarcoat it. You know, this remind. I'm pretty sure this was him that said that. I remember find the exact. I remember reading something when he was talking. He's talking about the U.S. and on how he. uh, I think this was Himley. Don't if tell me if I'm wrong. If you remember, but he said he could have taken. The United States squad this past World Cup to like a semifinals or some shit like that. Yeah, he he said something like um, the team that didn't qualify, he could have taken the team that didn't qualify. Like if he was in charge, they would have obviously qualified, and he would have taken them to like the quarterfinals, something like that. Yeah, I feel right. like he talks he talks a lot of smack, bro, and he doesn't back it up, and then he's just a yeah. Little, and I'm not I'm he's a little pussy fart for just like quitting. You know what I'm saying? Like I I Klinsman, <laughs> Klinsman's been, been talking a lot of big game, man, but he hasn't been like showing it, right? Um, so that's actually funny. I I remember I saw I remember seeing that that he that he resigned. <laughs> what a fucking loser! Yeah, so it's a... like when the going gets tough, the dude fucking quit. And this guy's uh, so, uh, supposedly he's on like the club board of directors or something. So all those players that he signed, he had a say in that because he's part of the board of directors. Because sometimes you know. Managers don't really have a say. The sporting director just goes out and like he gets buys players. who he thinks yeah, fits. Yeah. And um, so he had a say in all those guys. And I don't remember the exact players he brought in, but he brought in four players, and he and he shipped off one in the January transfer window, the window where no one makes ever makes any signings. Hertha Berlin brought in four players. Who'd they bring? Is anyone notable? Or? I'm trying to find it, but. Um, Oh, they brought in Piatek, Piontek, the AC Milan oh, guy yeah, that was yeah, banging yeah, yeah. in a bunch of goals yeah. in, uh, in at Genoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then AC Milan signed him last year, and now he, he went to Hertha Berlin. Um, and then they signed a, a, some French player and a couple others, I think. I don't remember the, any of the other names. But four players they brought in for like $89 million total or something. So that was um, – I thought that was interesting. Um, I had one more. 
you have any more? Uh, no. Well, I only have one more. I was gonna say we talked about this kind of already off off um off the podcast, but Osama Os, Os, Osman Dembele. Osama, I, I just said Osama. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Osman Dembele, um, is injured again for Barcelona. He's out for six months. So now that brings up. His time at Barcelona was 65 games missed at Barcelona. He's had 65 games missed. Um, 15 additional games expected to miss before return. So he's going to have 80 games missed. It's a hamstring, isn't it? Yeah, and so with those extra, he's going to have 80 games missed by August with Barcelona. So he's, by the time, by by August, he's going to have more games missed than played for Barcelona. Hit the gym a little bit more, mate. So that kind of tells strengthen those legs. So that kind of tells you, dude, with like professional, like, do they just are they not taking care of themselves? Is it the the physios? Like, I don't know, I don't know what what it's coming down to, Lee. Like, I, I think I, I think it's his I think his a lot lifestyle, of it is his lack of professionalism and discipline, yeah, to really take care of himself properly. Mm-hmm. Um, and shit, dude, if you're gonna play at Barcelona, I mean. They're not going to do everything for you. Yeah. No one's going to do everything for you, no yeah. matter what club you play yeah. for. Part of it's going to be on you. Yeah, and they paid they paid really good money for him. It yeah. was like a hundred mil from uh, from Dortmund, which also in turn is uh, reminding me Barcelona have been doing some shitty business. They have. They've uh, they bought Coutinho from Liverpool. I mean, who bust? I mean, he was a good player, but they just didn't f- put him in the yeah. system, right? I mean, they put him they put him on the fucking wing. Like I know he's like a weak play winger, but he's. He should be playing where Messi was playing, but obviously Messi is Messi, mm-hmm. and they couldn't find a way to fit him in the system. So, <laughs> bust, loan. He's 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 loan Langlet, loan. Langlet, Langlet, bust. I think bust. I don't even know where he came from. Osman, I mean, great player, gets injured a lot. Bust. Yeah, bust. Uh, I mean, I don't want to say it, but Griezmann maybe. I mean, Griezmann hasn't really been playing that maybe. well either. And dude. Uh, who's the kid from Ajax they signed? Frankie De Jong. He's too early to say. He's but. too early to say. I think he's probably been one of the better ones. But yeah. I mean, he, I think we all thought he'd be doing a little bit better though. I know, but I think just this Barca team right now is just not. I don't know. It's definitely yeah. not the Barca that uh, that had Xavi and Iniesta and all those guys. No. This is not this far I don't from think it. I'll ever get that a team like that back again. And, and one more. Speak. This is my last one. Speaking of Iniesta. Did you see his assist in the uh, Jap- Japanese league? Still got it. It was like it, man. a fifty-yard assist. I mean, absolute he still peach. Got it. Absolute peach of a ball. He beat all the defenders with one pass. Unreal, unreal. Class never dies. Class never dies. Um, and then my last one is super brief. Um, Atletico Madrid um, has started a sister club in the Canadian Premier League. So the Canada Canada has their own league now. Started last year. There's only seven teams, um, <laughs> and this is obviously not counting Montreal, Vancouver, yeah, Toronto. Are those are, all, are those teams going to play in that league? Or? No, they're going to stay in MLS. Oh, okay. uh, but these are all like smaller markets, like Halifax and um, uh, okay, ah uh, shit, Hamilton, okay. Ontario. We were we were the, we were in Hamilton. Yeah, we we're in Hamilton. Um, and so Atletico Madrid has gotten the eighth team. Mm-hmm. Uh, Atletico Ottawa, <laughs> and so it has it has a similar crest as Atletico Madrid. Um, they're gonna wear the same colors. Um, Ottawa previously had a team called the Ottawa Fury in the USL mm-hmm. that folded. Um, so Atletico has come in with a bunch of money um, and started this team, and they're gonna play in the Canadian Premier League next year under the name Atletico Ottawa. Mm-hmm. So thought that was interesting. Um, nice little. St- Nice little stadium they have too. Yeah. 
Cool. I think they play the Canadian Canadian football there too, but <laughs> I digress. Uh, but yeah, I think that'll do it. You got anything else to add? No, that's that's it for me, man. Not not a whole not a whole lot, I guess, this week. But there's more footy coming next week, more Premier League games and stuff. Yeah, so. Premier League will back be back to its normal schedule soon. Um, for all the guys out there, uh, try not to spend too much money on Valentine's Day. It's a really dumb holiday. Uh, for all the girls, you know, keep it keep it simple, I guess. Flowers and yeah. chocolate. I don't know. Maybe rose petals on the bed. You know. Yeah. Something but romantic. <laughs> Bottle of wine. Don't ask for so much. <laughs> Keep it simple. But uh, until next time, everyone, uh, thank you for all for listening, and we'll see you next week. Peace. Peace.